Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very, very exciting, especially considering I have finished my first week of work, people. It's currently Thursday, so technically I haven't. But by the time you listen to this, I will have finished my first week of work. And what a week it's been. Obviously, on the podcast, I'm not going to discuss like the details of what I'm doing or anything like that. But it's been such a busy and intense week and just so much has happened. And I just feel like a completely different person than the person who recorded the episode on Sunday. Like, I feel like my life has completely changed and it's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. I've had a bit of a hard time wrapping my head around it all. And I think it's quite easy when you do start a new chapter to kind of like, I can't explain the right word for it and I don't know what the right word would be like. It's not like, catastrophize is the wrong word, but it's like to take something extreme. And I think... That's what I've been doing over the past few days and it's been giving me like quite a lot of imposter syndrome and making me feel quite nervous because I've just been thinking like, and this is me now forever and this is what I'm doing forever and like, am I good enough to do this forever? And do you know what I mean? Like just thinking about things on such an extreme scale that it's been making me feel quite nervous and quite anxious and I mean, it has been my first week and your first week is always going to feel nerve-wracking and anxiety-inducing but it's gone so quickly and it's made me think back to school and you know how in school the days just used to fly by because and I was thinking about like why is this and I think it's because over the past year or so I have become like I'm not gonna lie I've become a bit addicted to TikTok on my phone like because of all the content I produce on those apps I'll be scrolling or I'll check up on what I'm like how my content's doing and I'll end up just scrolling and it's just like it's a very bad habit to be in like I'm not I'm not proud of it people but I think because of this new job, like, obviously, I can't be on my phone. I'm never on my phone. I go on my phone for maybe, like, 10 minutes for eight hours. In, like, an eight-hour period, I'm on my phone for 10 minutes, which means my screen time's gone down from, like... Guys, it was so bad. Okay. I'm going to tell you, but I'm not proud of this, and I want a zero-judgment space, okay? It was at seven hours at one point. But I was taking lots of photos and content then, so, like wasn't just all scrolling but anyway now it's at like two hours which means I've cut out five hours which is a lot and I think it's made me realize how I never really got in the flow state with what I was doing before you know when you're in that state and like just time is just passing really quickly and you're not really like clock watching or anything like that like time just does feel like it's moving that's how it's felt this week like I've just been so busy doing different things and taking in so much information that I've just been like, the days have just flown by. And I think tonight, like today is Thursday. And I think tonight is the first night that like, I've come back and I've had enough energy to do something like record the podcast to like make a nice dinner to feel more relaxed. Because I think the other days I felt like so overwhelmed, like, oh, how am I going to fit everything in that I think I've just been like rushing. And it's made me feel like the week has just been really rushed. And I think this is something that I definitely need to start incorporating is more of like a lifestyle outside of outside of work. So I'm not just living for the weekends. But anyway, we'll discuss that more in the content part of this week's episode, because we're talking about starting your first job and like my advice for starting a new job, because it is so intimidating. And I don't think anything properly preps you for it, like, like starting a new job does, because that is a humbling experience. But anyway, iPad update. It was stolen. My poor little iPad, it has been stolen and I'm just lost without it. Anyway, I'm trying to claim it back on insurance because I just, 
I don't really know what to do about it. I am trying to claim back an insurance. Whether that works, I don't know. I remain hopeful in this dark time. I really think it will, because, like, what was the point of getting insurance if you can't even, like, claim it back? Like, what's the point of insuring my laptop, my iPad against being stolen, if when it is stolen, I can't do anything to make it better, you know? So, I'm hoping, I'm really, 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 really hoping that it does all come back really nice and that it is all going to be okay. But anyway, I also got my film photos back from Vietnam. I judged my camera. I have the Trip 35 Olympus camera. I got it for £12 on eBay. £12. And I just knew I wanted it. And I never really thought it works. Like, I didn't really think it works. And and so when I took it to Vietnam, I was nervous. So I was like, this could either be great or this could be terrible. Like, I don't really know what this is going to be like. Oh, my God. It has taken the most beautiful photos... I am a photographer. I've started to learn about how my photos are best to take. And, like, I feel like I'm getting better at seeing a photo. Like, getting better at, like... Oh, I just said, like, a thousand trillion times. I'm sorry. Even though I am more, like, awake, I am still so tired. Um, I'm getting better at, like, seeing a photo and thinking about a photo composition. Mainly lighting. That's the thing that I'm becoming... Rude. That's the thing that I'm becoming more aware of is like the lighting of a photo and thinking about how that will reflect in the film. And I think that's something that's making my photos come out so much better because I used to just take like photos of people like smiling and things like that. And they're obviously lovely, but I think the candid ones are so much nicer and I think they reflect the photo, like the experience better. I've been thinking a lot, I haven't been thinking a lot, but you know the TikToks where it's like different styles of wedding photography and like it's like the documentary style wedding photography? That's what I want. I've decided that is absolutely what I want. Not that I'm getting married anytime soon, but that is what I want. I realised actually, on this, this is such a random, anyway, no, I'm, I was just going to say a really random sentence, but it needs to lead to that point. Other than getting the photos back, I also have been to Cambridge this week. No wonder I'm tired. I've got such a bad headache at the front of my head. But I went to Cambridge for a social and that really pushed me out of my comfort zone because I literally started this job on Monday and on my first day they were like, oh, we have a social on Wednesday, but it's in Cambridge. Like, no pressure if you don't want to come, but be a nice way for you to meet the team. So I was like, yep, I'll come. Of course I'll come. And beforehand I was a bit dreading it and like nervous about it because I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't feel like I can do it. I feel like I should have said no. I feel like I should have just gone home. But I'm so glad that I did do it because it was so much fun. And we did a treasure hunt around Cambridge. And it was one of those ones on your phone where you have to like answer clues and then it takes you to the next place. And I've always wanted to do one of those. And so it was perfect. And definitely made me want to do one again. Like that would be such a fun Sunday. We all said that it was definitely like if you had a longer amount of time to do it on a Sunday and you were stopping at a few pubs and you made it into like a whole day experience, that's ideal. That's what you should try and do for these things. I wore a slick back bun today and I'm scared that I just washed my hair and I'm scared my hair still got gel in it from earlier. But anyway, that's how you should do those things, like spend a whole day doing it because it was a really fun experience, but we were kind of like rushing it, I guess, because it was like the end of the day and we were going out for dinner afterwards. And so it felt like kind of like rushed, but it was really, really fun. And it was just like a nice way to get to know people. I feel like getting to know people is so much easier when it's an activity. Activity-based getting to know people is so much better. So if I had to go on a first date, I'd always pick an activity-based. 
Not that I'm planning on going on a first date, but do you know what I mean? A first, like, not even, like, relationship date. Like, first time I met someone, I feel like an activity, even if it's just walking, maybe that's because I have ADHD. It's one or the other, but I think it makes so much more sense to do an activity thing because then you don't have to think of constant conversation. Because constant conversation can get, like, quite tiring, I'm not going to lie. It can feel like quite a lot of things to think about and kind of like, you know, and it's someone new. I guess if the conversation's flowing, then it's not a lot of effort. And I guess if the conversations is stunted, then you probably shouldn't go on a second date. Or maybe you should because some people are awkward. But anyway, I am rambling because I am tired and a little bit hungry, but that's okay. Now that I'm working, I've realised I need to have like proper weekend plans. So I feel like I'm properly having a break. And so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do this weekend. But I think on Saturday, I'm going to go to the Tower of London with my housemate because we want to make more use of London. We realised last year we didn't really do many typical London things. We didn't really, we didn't make the most of it because I was literally studying the entire time, every day, all day. I always had assessments due. And so we didn't really do anything like that. And so this year, we're going to the opposite end of the spectrum and we're doing everything. And if you live in East London, you can get a Tower London Tower Bridge ticket. I don't know what it's called. Four of pound instead of 20 quid. So we might do that on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I'm going to join the gym. I know. Shock horror. I'm going to join the gym. Because right now, I don't have a life outside of work. And I want to start going to the gym in the mornings because I think, even though it will be like tiring... I have so much time and I think it would be a really good idea. I think the mistakes I made with my masters was that I thought I had to go every single day. When in reality, I can just go four times a week is like every other day. But when Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, that would be fine. That would be so doable. But when I was at like Leeds, no, not Leeds, when, well, actually at Leeds as well, I used to think I had to go every single time and that was just a bit miserable and I just didn't really want to do it. And so not going to do that this time there's going to be more flexibility with it and also not always thinking that I have to go really early like I can also go in the evenings because I used to only buy the cheap gym membership but I'm going to treat myself this time and buy the all-day membership so that I can go on the evenings because last time I could only go past 9 p.m which was just a nightmare and I never really went and so this is so much better but anyway Onto the content part of this week's podcast, where we are talking all about starting a new job because it is intimidating and I wish someone had recorded this for me before I started. So onto the content part for this week's podcast and this week we are talking about starting something new and the best ways to settle in because as you guys know, I started my June job on Monday and it was... Like it was a lot and there was a lot of things that I was really, really worried about. But I think there's also a lot of things that I've done and that I've learned this week that I want to remember because like you don't often start new things. Do you know what I mean? Like hopefully if you love your job, you don't start that many new jobs because you get comfortable in what you're doing and you move around in the company and you kind of you grow and expand your career within that company. You go to like university. Hopefully you don't start university that many times because you really love your course. And I'm thinking about other major changes, like you move cities and you don't move much from that city because you really love the city. And I think this is something that I wish, I think when I moved to London the first time, everything was too much, like, and I couldn't have recorded this podcast episode because there was so much going on and I was so nervous. Sorry, I'm just moving you so you can hear me better. I was so nervous and there was so much going on and I almost felt like I couldn't record this podcast because I couldn't process everything that had happened. Like, it was just... 
there were so many things that had happened, like moving into a new like house, moving in with new people that I didn't know, moving, starting a new course, leaving like Scarborough, leaving home, leaving my family. Like there was so much going on there that I wasn't in the headspace to record this podcast about like settling in because I was very overwhelmed and I was a little bit lonely. And I think if I'd have recorded and stopped to record the episode, it might push me over the edge and so that's why I've never recorded one and I think this week I've done things differently and it has helped that I obviously have been living at home with housemates that I love and feel very comfortable with so that's not an anxiety thing but there are things that I've done that I think have made it easier and although this is relative to me starting a new job I do think it's relevant to you starting anything new and the best ways to settle in with that because it can be uh, it can be very it's like the weird little things that are very very worrying I found and maybe this is just me maybe no one else relates to this but I was so nervous about the little things like where was I going to sit at lunch and what was I going to eat for lunch should I bring food with me or would everyone go out and buy lunch how would it all work like and all of these things just kept going round and round and round my head and it was making me feel sick like the past couple of last couple of days in Vietnam which feels like a dream ago that feels like a whole other lifetime ago. The fact that this time last week I was flying home. Mad. Anyway, it's a bit sad we can't talk about it. But, no, it's not sad. I keep saying that it is sad. But it's actually not because I'm really enjoying my job. Like, I'm really, 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 really enjoying it. I feel really happy. And I feel like I have a really good work-life balance. And anyway, I'm literally jumping ahead by a thousand billion things. But I feel really good. And I'm really happy. And it's something that I was nervous about, but that I realised towards the end of the week, like, I've definitely, definitely done the right thing. But I think beforehand, before you start something new, you do hyper-obsess over, like, the little things where you feel like it's going to be really awkward. Like, where you don't know who you're going to sit with, where you're not sure what you're going to do. And those periods of time are awkward. Like, do you know what I mean? It is like, okay, you don't know where to sit. But the best thing you can do is just be overly friendly and ask someone to sit with them. No one is going to say no unless they're a really nasty person. If they are a nasty person, they say no. That's nothing on you. They don't even know you and they've not given you a chance. So just move on. Find someone else to sit with. And I think also not being scared of sitting on your own. The way the place that I work has like a kind of area that you can all sit in to have lunch together. And like I was nervous about sitting on my own and going and sat down and I kind of just like went on my phone a bit, ate lunch and then loads of people came and then I was chatting with them and it was all fine. And I think that's the thing. No one is thinking about you like you're thinking about you. No one's thinking what you're doing is weird. No one's thinking that, oh, they're sat on their own, but no one's thinking like that. If anything, they want to make this a less uncomfortable experience for you because everyone's been in your position and everyone knows how it could be made better by like chatting or inviting you to sit with them or saving a space for you. But I think also on the topic of like food and eating stuff, you can't take it too personally. If there's not a seat, it's not because they don't want you to sit there. It might just be that they filled up and you just go and find someone else to sit with. And that is absolutely fine. But it's very valid to feel so much anxiety before you start these new things. And those little points of uh, things you can't control, like where you're going to sit for lunch, what you're going to wear, blah, 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 blah. Now, I think more where you're going to sit for lunch because you can't control where the other people are going to be. They can be really overwhelming. And so it's so valid to feel a bit like, oh, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. But just be overly friendly. Not even overly friendly. Just be friendly. Just ask someone if you can sit with them. Just 
try and not put too much pressure on yourself and realise that eventually these new people that you're meeting will become really good friends because you'll meet them every single day. You know how in school when you'd start and you didn't really know who to talk to and you wouldn't know where to go and then all of a sudden within three weeks you had people you spoke to every single day and you had people to sit with and it was all fine. And I think this kind of leads me on to like probably my final point but just be really kind to yourself in the process of starting something new because there's going to be so much like new things for you to absorb there's so much going on there's so many new people new names new job roles there's so much anxiety that you need to be really nice to yourself like I lost my oyster card and I put 25 pounds on it and I've lost it and I just don't know where it is and I will find it eventually and it will feel like a great day but I'm not going to beat myself up over it I'm not going to beat myself up over it because what's like it's happened and it is annoying and it wasn't on purpose and it wasn't accident and it is just one of those things. And especially with like having ADHD and starting new things, when you do have so much going on, you just have to be really kind to yourself and realise you are going to make mistakes. Like not like work mistakes, I mean like you're going to lose things, you're going to miss the last train home. No, actually that's a bit extreme, that would actually be quite bad. But <laughs> you're going to not be able to do as much as you would normally do and that's okay. And I think being really kind to yourself and not holding yourself to too many standards and just letting yourself be in this period of time is really, really important because otherwise you're just going to massively overwhelm yourself and then it's going to be way too much and then it's just going to feel really overwhelming and you're just going to end up burning yourself out because you don't ever give yourself just that ability to just breathe. Like I realised in my first couple of days... I was just sat feeling so nervous and anxious and I was like, oh my goodness. And I think the imposter syndrome as well is something that everyone relates to and everyone gets. And it's something that don't beat yourself up about for having, just realise it's a very normal part of something, starting something new. Like, the imposter syndrome I've had has been crazy. I was just like, why am, why am I here? Why am I here? Forgetting that I've done like a full degree, an internship, a master's, like, forgetting all of those things, I was just like, oh, I don't deserve to be here, I'm not smart enough, blah, 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 but it was just the imposter syndrome, it's not that I actually think those things, it was just, I, this was a new environment, and I didn't feel, I felt like an imposter, I felt like, oh, have I done enough to be here, and especially with it being my first job, I think that can be really nerve-wracking, starting something new, and being put into a totally different environment, like, I've never worked an office job before, and like, there were so many silly little things I did, like, there's a dishwasher, and I was really, I just got, you know when you overthink really tiny little things, like, I overthought how to, like, put the dishwasher on, I was like, what if I do it wrong, and bubbles go everywhere, and it's an absolute nightmare, and so I just decided to bring my own travel cup in every single day, so I would never have to touch the dishwasher, and eventually I'll get to the point where I can put the dishwasher on, but I was like, if I just avoid using it, totally and utterly, then that makes it so much less stressful and that's one less thing. And I think this kind of moves on nicely to my next point about settling in somewhere new, is realising the things that you can control and how you can control them to make you feel better. So one really like big thing for me was I realised when I got back from Vietnam, I had zero outfits for work, like zero outfits. I had these two pairs of trousers, they didn't fit me anymore, like they just didn't fit me anymore. And I had had them since sixth form, to be fair, and they just were way too tight, I couldn't do the button-up, I didn't feel good in them, I felt quite self-conscious, and I was like, mm, it's important that I feel confident right now, because I'm starting a new job and I need to feel good, like, if I don't feel good in the clothes I'm wearing, I'm not going to feel good, 
in the office. And so I went to Zara on Saturday with my housemate and I spent probably too much money. Like probably shouldn't have done it, but I just went and I bought two new jumpers and a pair of trousers and it meant that this last week I felt really good. Like I felt really confident in what I was doing and I felt happy in what the clothes I was wearing and I felt like I looked good like I liked how I looked and that was so much better because all of a sudden there was one less voice inside my head that was making this a more unenjoyable experience you know like the clothes that you wear are how you're presenting yourself to the outside world and so you need to feel really good in them and so before you're starting anything new whether that be a job or university or school whatever it is I think it's really important that you find clothes that you feel really good in Take the time to find the outfits. I used to never do this. I used to just be like, oh, I'll just do it on the day because I couldn't be bothered. And it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference having those, like, a few tops that you feel really good in. And you don't have to spend loads of money. This is the thing. There's so many good things in charity shops. I did an order off weekday and they had 20% off. And they were doing, like, these two tees and I got a skirt. I think I got it for £40, which for weekday I don't think is that bad because they're quite like they are nicer and it is more expensive oh no I got three tops and a skirt and they're all really nice and I think now okay I've got outfits to wear at work and I feel good in these outfits and I feel like ready you know I feel good standing up in front of people and you can't undervalue that you cannot undervalue how important it is that you feel good in yourself because if you're not feeling good in yourself you're gonna really hyper obsess over everything everyone is thinking and saying and you're going to think that everything's to do with you because in your head you're not feeling confident in yourself. And so you're doing that to you, if that makes sense. Well, that's what I think anyway. <clears throat> so I think whilst it is the first beginning few days of your job, you cannot under, like, I cannot emphasise enough finding things that you feel good in. Find an outfit that you feel confident in. Do your makeup in a way that you feel confident in. Spend the time making yourself feel confident. Like a little thing for me was like getting my nails done. And I got the glazed donut nails and I understand the hype. Like, they are so nice and I felt really, like, put together. Because for me, like, having my nails done has always been something that I feel really put together doing. And I did it in Vietnam and they always looked really nice. And I was like, this is going to be my new thing. Well, since I've come back to London, I've recently found out the price of a manicure here. £50. I'm not paying £50. And so, this is a total sidetrack, but I need to share this ingenious thing with you all. If you have a UV light, so like my biggest issue is that I can't get them to stay on well long enough because I don't do the whole curing process of like, like buffing your nail and like filing it all. Like I don't do all, I try, but I never do it to the extent that like the nail salon does it, like the people in the nail salon do it. And so I don't know what to call, is it a nail artist? Uh, a manicurist? I'm not really sure what the right term is for someone who does nails, but there were people in the nail salon do it and you can get these semi-cured gel strips for 12 pounds and you it's like like a glue thing it's like a floppy piece of gel like I can't describe it it looks like an under eye mask you know that jelly part and you stick them on your nail and then you like bend it so it goes all around the edges you cure it the thing goes hard rock solid so it goes like an acrylic if you want acrylics but also if you don't then it's fine and you just file it to the shape that you want and then you've got a full bone manicure that lasts three weeks that took zero time at all so yeah I'm gonna be trying that out next week well in two weeks because I can only get my nails done every three weeks I've decided we can't you know we've got to let the nails heal but anyway getting my nails done feeling put together 
that was a really important thing for me. And so that's something that I'll definitely be taking forward as we carry on with this year, because I think the little things that make you feel confident, the wearing the clothes that make you feel great, having like, for me, it's having my nails and it might not be that for you, but do you know what I mean? Those little things that make you think, yeah, you know what? I've got my life together. I'm doing really well. They are so important because that's going to be what changes your mindset in those little things. Every time I look down and I see my nails, I'm like, mm, I'm good. Everything is okay. I am good, you know? Like, I'm organised. I can do this. I am an office worker. I am good at this, okay? And it's like, changes that voice inside your head from being so negative into being a little bit more positive. Because I do think, like, there is a lot of negative things in your head but every time you do something that makes you feel a little bit better about yourself it's putting a little hurdle in between you and that negative voice because you've got a fact to fight against it with every time it's like oh you don't deserve to be here now like well I look the part and I feel good in the outfit that I'm wearing and my nails look great and I really like my hair today then all of a sudden it's like well I did a master's to get here and I start to reason to myself how I do get here and then I'm like yeah, you know what? I do deserve to be here. Go away, nasty voice. But if I didn't have any of those things, I'm not sure it would be the exact same. And I might start agreeing with it because be like, yeah, I don't look the part and blah, 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 blah. But actually, on looking the part, I think it's really like, this is a random piece of advice, but go overly smart on your first day so you can gauge the office. I wore like trousers, a shirt and a blazer. Like I went smart, smart on my first day. Go overly smart so you can gauge the office. I think that's really important because then... You're able to see if what you're wearing is correct and you can work out what to wear for the rest of the week. And I think when you are starting anything new, it's really important that you just remember the mantra that every day is going to be easier. No day is as bad as the day that's just gone, okay? The first day is always going to be the worst day in terms of like nerve-wracking and starting something new. The first day is going to be the worst day. Second day is going to be better. The third day is going to be better. And now I'm at the end of the week and it's already so much better than when I started. Okay, no day is as bad as the first day in terms of like getting to know people and feeling comfortable. And every day you do is one day closer to feeling truly comfortable in the environment that you're in. And I think that's something that I found really motivating is just like, okay, I got through another day, I'm one day closer to feeling settled. I'm one day closer, I'm one day closer, I'm one day closer. And I think especially at university, that was something that like maybe took longer, but is something that definitely helped me thinking I'm one day closer to being to being there. To being really uncomfortable in the environment that I'm in. And then I think the final point about starting something new is thinking about how you're going to create a life outside of whatever you're doing, whether that be university, whether that be work, how you're going to create a life for yourself. Because I've realised I don't, I don't just want to feel like I'm living for the weekends. I don't just want to feel like that. And I think there is a tendency to end up just doing things at the weekend because you are tired. And I don't think there's anything, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do anything after work and just relaxing. Like your brain is tired, it's your downtime. But I definitely have thought like, okay, the past week I haven't done anything and that is absolutely fine. It's because I didn't want to do anything. Like I just needed to cope with the week. But this coming week, I'm joining a gym. I'm going to a few classes. I'm like making sure that I just do a few little things and remembering that this life you have to create outside your work you know those nine to fives that no those like 5am till 9am routines on tiktok like you don't have to have created that in your first week it takes time to work out what you want to do in a morning at the moment I'm not doing anything in my morning I'm literally just getting ready and then going and so I think something that's really positive that I'm 
going to try and do is join a gym class to go to in the morning because I don't like going after work and if I go before work I will enjoy that and I think by doing that by creating that kind of lifestyle outside of work with something that I enjoy also is important because it allows you to interact with different people even if that person is just yourself it allows you to spend some time with yourself and allows you to process everything that's going on and I know for me working out is really important like I am going to go for a run after this I don't want to go for a run but I am going to go for a run because it is important that I move my body and I'm just out of the habit of doing so and I will feel so much better when I do it and I think this is the thing that I feel like there's so much pressure to create this ideal routine, but everyone forgets it takes time to work out how that routine is going to work for you. And you don't want to commit to something that you're really not going to enjoy. I know the gym for me in the morning works, and I know I really like it. And I'm also treating myself to a nice gym because I don't really do... Like, I don't really... I was going to say, I don't really do anything. I don't really have, like, clubs or anything like that that I do. I know I'm thinking about joining hockey, and I am still thinking about joining hockey, but I don't really, like go out loads at the weekend like drinking I don't go to loads of pubs and bars and everything like that at the moment and so I'm just kind of like well maybe maybe that's so like this isn't a good way for me to spend my money because it's something that's going to get me out the house still and I think this is the thing when you are moving somewhere new it can be a bit daunting to find ways to entertain your time and I know I haven't moved somewhere new, but I've started something new and it's changed my routine and I wasn't, I just used to spend all my time studying. So now I was kind of like, well, what am I going to do with my free time? So I'm going to join some gym classes. I'm going to make sure that, I'm going to try out swimming. I'm not good at swimming, but the gym that I'm joining has a really nice pool. And so I was like, well, I might join that. And I think this is the thing. It's allowing yourself to explore new parts of yourself and your character. It's allowing yourself to just Find out who you are in this new environment. And that is exciting. It is exciting because it opens up so many doors, but it also is intimidating. And I get if you're scared because I was terrified. But you deserve to be here. You deserve to have this change and good things are going to happen, okay? Just takes time to settle in and that's all right too. But anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast. So onto the question part for this week's podcast. Now, one of these, two of these questions are from last week because I saw them and I thought they were really, really good ones, but I'd already recorded the episode before they came through. So the first one was any advice for writing your dissertation? And I think whether that be for your undergrad or your master's, and I think the biggest thing, the biggest piece of advice I'd give you if you are writing a massive piece of work is you need to plan this. You need to plan this so well and you also need to make sure that you're staying in communication with your supervisor to check that what you're doing is along the right path. When I think about my dissertation, I think, although I did plan it and I started early, I still like, it still took me ages and I thought it really wasn't going to take me that long. I thought it was going to take a month and in the end, my final analysis, I did it in a week because everything else I'd done was wrong up until that point. And I think that's the other thing. It's being really kind to yourself because you are going to make mistakes. And the end result of what you do is probably not, well, it depends what you do. If it's like, like I was writing code, the code that you write, you're going to be able to write again really, really quickly, but it's the trial and early to trial and error to get to that point. That's what's really important. That's that journey that lets you learn about what you're doing and how you did it and whether it was important and whether it wasn't important. And so don't beat yourself up on that journey because everyone goes on it and it takes time to get to where you want to be. I think the other piece of advice I would give you is like, try and work really hard so that you have as much time at the end to edit it as you need. 
thank God I worked so hard to get it done so early because I was going to Vietnam. But if I hadn't, I wouldn't have got it done in time and that would have been a massive major stress for me. So I think that was another thing. Just really, really don't think you have loads of time because so many of us are like, we literally have three months. This isn't going to take us three months. And it took all of us three months or more. So just make sure that you're not like, oh yeah, it's fine. I've got so much free time. Like get it done and then relax. Don't relax and then get it done because you're going to run. You, no, you're not going to. I don't want to scare you, but you have a higher chance of running out of time if you do it that way. Okay, next question. How are you crafting your new routine with a nine to five instead of more flexible study? I think I'll have covered this quite a lot in the podcast episode, but I think the biggest thing really is that I haven't yet. And I think that's okay. I think when you're starting something new, it's really overwhelming. There's a lot of change and there's a lot of new things going on. And I am sorry if this is a bit of a repeat of what I said in the content part, but it's important to say it's been a lot and I've had a lot going on and I've just let myself adapt to that. I've just let myself find my feet with it because I think if I'd have been trying to do everything else new, I'd have got really overwhelmed and not felt that happy and I'd have felt really tired. And I think this is the thing, I am already tired. When I want to do new things, like when I need to join, like when I'm trying to add something into my routine, I need to be craving it to motivate myself to do it. So I know with a job, it's a bit different, but like I wasn't craving joining the gym at the start of the week because I was just like, oh my God, I have a new job to start and that's really overwhelming. But I was, I am craving it now. Like I'm craving having that bit of time for myself outside of the house. It's just like my thing. And so I think this is why I think I'm going to like join the gym next week and go on Sunday and just like relax and do it that way because it takes time to craft that routine. And I also think so many people on TikTok and everything like share their routines. I know I obviously do as well, but it can become really overwhelming to like not compare your nine to five to their nine to five because you don't know they might not be traveling. I think a nine to five where you work from home is so different because you literally clock off at five. I clock off at half five and I'm back home by, like, what time is it now? It's now quarter past seven, you know? It's hard to fit everything in and I think this is why you just need to be kind to yourself when you're starting a new job to try and work out what pattern you want to have. I know for me I need to do more exercise and so that's why I'm going to start joining the gym. I'm thinking about joining a hockey club but I have mixed feelings about it. I feel very tired and I'm not really sure if I want to do it. Mixed feelings, as we say. But it's getting all of these new things And then working out what routine works for you. And I think I have been journaling more and I have been kind of watching TV and relaxing, but I still haven't really got there. But I'll let you know when I have. I'll let you know when I have a better routine. I think the biggest difference about my job compared to more of a flexible study period, the thing, maybe not the biggest difference, but the biggest similarity of which I love. That was weird. That was really weird. My croc just moved over on its own, like it just rolled over. Oh, I didn't like that. Mm, She's going to move on. Um, I think one of the biggest differences, or no, biggest similarities is the fact that I am able to fully organise my own time. So I have work to do and I have meetings, but I... I decide what work I'm doing when. I don't have a timetable that I have to follow. I don't have to do anything. I just have to do things by a certain day. Like I really get to organise the work that I'm doing. And I love that because that was the thing that was probably most important to me when I was working was getting to have a bit of like autonomy over what I'm doing. I don't mind doing the work and I don't mind like being asked to do the work. It's nothing like that. But I really like being able to pick when I do tasks because I think, especially with my ADHD, 
it really helps. Like I know when I'm most focused and I really like being able to like jump between tasks if I'm able to or if I want to. And I like being able to focus in the mornings because that's when I focus best. And I think as long as I'm getting the work done, it doesn't really matter what order I do it in. And so this is what I really like about this job. And I think this is why it's been really like kind of less of an adjustment. It's more just a different workload and a different pattern. The biggest weird thing also is having free time because I used to just work in the evenings. I used to just study all the time. And it's being able to say yes to plans. It's like there was a pub quiz next week and I was like, I can go to that because I can do that now. But anyway, on to the next question. Um, what time did you go to bed last night? Like really late because I came back from the social at 11. I went to bed at like quarter past 12 and I was at work at no, I was at work at nine. I literally left here at 20 past eight. I woke up at quarter past seven. It was so fine. But still, felt tiring. I was exhausted. What's some of your coping mechanisms when you're finding long distance really hard? My biggest coping mechanisms, I think, for long distance is distracting myself. Is making sure I create a life for myself that I really love. And letting myself do things that I really want to do. And taking the time to work out what I really want to do. Because I think I used to like wait around a little bit. I used to wait around and kind of not really make a plan and expect a plan just to happen. And then I'd just be sat and I'd be like, oh, if we were together, we'd be going for coffee right now. If we were together, we'd be doing this. And I think that's what's really helped me is making sure that I do have a plan of what I'm doing so that I don't feel that lonely. Because I think that's the biggest killer for long distance is feeling really lonely because you just want that person. But I think right now, because... I'm really busy with work and that's helping me. But I think my biggest coping mechanisms is just keeping myself distracted. Because I think when you're keeping yourself distracted with things you really like, you show to yourself that you, like, you prove to yourself you can have a good time. Like you can be happy without them. Even though you miss them, you can both be happy and having a good time while simultaneously missing them. It's okay to do both. You can have both. And I think that's my biggest coping mechanism. Other little things that I found really helpful is like we try and call every single day. Even if it's for two minutes, we always try and call because I think seeing each other and hearing each other's voice is really important. We used to sometimes, like, I used to think we didn't need to call and we wouldn't call for, like, a week. And that wouldn't be that fun because you'd get out of the chatty conversation with each other, which sounds weird when you're in a relationship to think that you can get out of that, but you can. And it can be, like, awkward to get back into that. And so we really try and call as much as we can, even if it's just for a tiny amount. Talk on Snapchat, don't iMessage, or, like... Make sure you're sending photos and stuff of your day because I think that makes you feel so much closer with each other. Recently, that's changed because I don't really want to Snapchat at work because I feel like it's just easier to send a quick text than a Snapchat. But when it's like the weekends or the evenings, we'll always talk on Snapchat and I think that's really helped. And then also making plans to look forward to. I think the biggest thing being long distance is thinking that you have nothing to look forward to. But making sure that you plan in when you're next going to see each other so that you can mentally whenever you're like oh my god I'm not going to see them for ages you can think okay no it's that weekend it's not that far I can do this that's been really important as well so on to the new things I've done this week and as you guys know it's been a bit of a for the routine this week I haven't really been doing anything other than working and that's okay like, it's okay, and I don't feel bad about it, and I feel zero guilt, and you'll know why from the podcast episodes. But I've been watching Sex Education. It's great. I love it. I feel like it's back to the old series, you know? It's back to season one when it was really funny, because it went through a phase where it wasn't that funny, and I just 
didn't really like it. This season, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Other new things, I've been reading Because of You by Dawn French. I think it's called. I think that's the author's name. And it's really good. I've nearly finished it. This is the thing. I'm reading more than I ever used to read. And I don't know why. I'm just reading on the train. And it's going really well. I've nearly finished a book. And I'm proud of myself. And I never would have before. I don't know why. On the way to like uni, I'd always just scroll or go on my phone and do jobs. And like, I feel like I'd have to like study but I'm not working on the tube, absolutely no chance, and so I'm always just reading, and it's really nice, I'm a fan, I love the library. Another new book I've started reading is called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, I'll read you, oh it's gonna fall, oh it did fall, I'll read you the blurb about it, because it's really, it's really, really good. Chemist Elizabeth Zott is not your average woman, in fact Elizabeth Zott would be the first to point out that there is no such thing. But it's the early 1960s and her all-male team at Hastings Research Institute take a very unscientific view of equality, except for one, Calvin Evans, the lonely, brilliant, Nobel Prize-nominated grudge holder who falls in love with, of all things, her mind. True chemistry results. But like science, life is unpredictable, which is why a few years later, Elizabeth Salt finds herself not only a single mother, but the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. Elizabeth's unusual approach to cooking, combine one tablespoon of acetic acid with a pinch of sodium chloride, proves revolutionary. But as her following grows, not everyone is happy, because as it turns out, Elizabeth Zott isn't just teaching women to cook, she's daring them to change the status quo. And I think it's definitely one, if you're a woman in science, they're like, actually, if you're a woman anywhere, I was saying women in science, because obviously it's like chemistry based, but Women anywhere where there's like definitely more male orientated working environment, definitely a good one to read. I mean, it's a good one for anyone to read, but I feel like, you know, when you've been in those labs where it is all just guys, definitely rings true. I mean, it has changed massively now and things definitely are improving, but it's a really good read and I like the narrative voice in it and it's interesting and I've really liked the characters. It's definitely better than Because of You. But this book is way too big to bring in my bag to work. Like, it's a hardback. It was my mom's. <laughs> I didn't buy it. And it's way too big for me to fit in my bag. And so I just haven't really been reading it. But I'm going to start again next week once I finish this Dawn French book. But anyway, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. It makes me so, so, so happy. I hope you've had the best week. And I can't wait to speak to you again next week. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod. And I'll see you soon. I love you. Bye.